Good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. As we listen to Dante's Prayer by Loretta McKenna. Ah, so beautiful. Song. Yeah, it is. It's got a very long intro, though. <laughs> I will say that. But it is a good, great one. So how is everybody this morning? How are you this morning, Leslie? I am well, Pam. How about you? Happy June, everybody. Can you Happy believe June. it? Happy Pride Month. Yes. Almost okay. summer. We're getting there. Of course, we're still in Miami. We're and still we in are. South Beach. Um, love, and I know you would love to be there. <laughs> you know I would love to be there. I wrote that to SR in my response uh, when he was sending us our questions back. I'm like... <laughs> I wish I was in South Beach right now. Uh, not today. They've got the they've got the uh, was it a tropical storm going through yes. right now? Yes, just, they do. They just got a uh, a weather notice saying that they were doing water rescues in Miami right now. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. you know, hugs and thoughts to everybody down there. You know, we have mm-hmm. several several of our podcast listeners who uh, join us regularly in that part of the world so praying everybody stays safe and uh if it comes up the coast you know i see cheryl's on and hotlanta if it kind of moves north at one point i know there was a swath that included a big chunk of the the inland but i don't think it's that way anymore yeah oh and ellie's saying yesterday was my son castner's or last day. Last day. Of, my son's last day of junior high. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That oh, is. I remember those oh, days. What a milestone. Well. That's exciting, though, Ellie. Congratulations. I'm very happy. Very happy Absolutely. for you. Well, there's, you know, this week marks. Was it this week or last week? I know we hit the two-year milestone for the Gabriel series, part one. Yes. Last, last uh, the 29th was the It was uh, the 29th. I know. I cannot believe it's been two years since that premiered. And mm-hmm. you remember what a gift that was in the midst of 2020, oh, in yeah. the midst of the pandemic, at that point, we had been in lockdown for like two and a half months, three months, and it was such a wonderful light for us to look forward to. I mean, that have, that summer, honestly, having this community really made a huge difference in my life personally. It's, it certainly um, did. And oh, when it came on, and just to see that the beautiful production that Tosca and everyone mounted. It mm-hmm. was just. Well, I, well I, I, one of the things I remember is prepping for this premiere too, with all the 
running around and making sure that there was either champagne or coffee and donuts that oh, was coming right. on at 6 a.m. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Everybody was getting their celebratory drinks. And and I think you and Kenzie and, and I and me, KK, Betty. I think, Betty, we all were on uh, a Zoom call zoom together to watch it (laughs) there were lots of fans i think doing that watching Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and just oh my gosh yeah good good times what is who was it uh molly shannon it's a good times good times (laughs) one of one of the snl people i think yeah it was um it was an extraordinary moment um, and especially Betty, I'm I'm thinking of you and Perling, how you advocated to have this come to the screen. I mean, and and so many of the community, uh, so many of the SR fan accounts. I mean, we uh, it was before I was in podcasting when they we were still oh, yeah. advocating. I think you were still doing the Florentine series then. We were. I was. Um, and we wanted Gabriel's it, movie. We want a Gabriel hashtag. We want a Gabriel movie. Um, it was um, really a dream come true, and mm-hmm. I know it was hard. Uh, Betty says, "All oh, it was a labor of love." I know, Betty. It it truly was, um, and I think I think having something to rally around like like that, and then once once it was optioned, and then the excitement mm-hmm. and the anticipation and. Mm-hmm. And becoming founding members uh, for those of us who were able to do so at the time and knew about that was just I, remarkable. I was, trying, I was trying to figure out um, when the actual founding members started. Because I know I, I, I can remember going having to download something called Test Pilot mm, so that right. they could test the app. Right. And... I think, um, I think, I could be wrong, I think I was in, in Italy when it, or it, yeah. You were traveling. I was traveling, that was 2017, but I'm trying to think when I, when I signed up, was it 2016 or 2017? I think for, it was 2017. For Passion Flicks. Because aren't they going into their fifth, aren't they having their fifth uh, birthday in September? I think so. I, I just don't remember. I don't know, Brenda. Brenda, I know you were involved in the party at, pretty early. I, I do you know? Happen to know? We could check. I could check with Allie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I think that would that was uh, remarkable and and mm-hmm. passion flicks. You know, um, this week big news. Uh, oh yeah. Hitting the New York Times. Uh, congratulations to the team. We kind of knew I we kind of knew it was coming because I had heard um, that there was a photographer from the New York Times at PassionCon. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie said the founding members started a t- two to three years before. Thanks, yeah, Ellie. I, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. Um, yeah, because so. I was I was a founding member. Long I, I think they after they had gotten their platform set up, they well they. Uh, I don't think Hollywood Dirt had been put up yet, but I know that they had, in the U.S. anyway, an, a few of movies that had been put out, like, you know, like Sabrina and, and some other 
movies like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ellie said, I remember Jen was at the book convention when they were launching Brenda Study, I think maybe 2017 or so. Hi, Floor. Yeah. Um, the yeah. traveling floor. Yes. <laughs> Hope all is well with you with the weather. <laughs> um, yes. Hey, Shell. Shell joined us as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Passion Flicks, kudos for the New York Times article. Um, you know, I. It's still remarkable to me. I was I, I told Pam before uh, being on. I think overall, and the balance, the article was good. I feel like the editors were a little bit dismissive in the title. Mm-hmm. I know they were trying to be cheeky, but I feel like it 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 does a bit undervalue uh, the brilliance of Tasca's idea for doing this. Yeah. Um, and obviously also tags onto uh, the Elon train. But I mean, that's that's not surprising yeah. uh, given his accomplishments. So, uh, uh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, you know, love him or hate him, he still has I, I, made an I'm, impact um, in I'm the world. Keeping myself neutral, even though I, I know how I feel. <laughs> I know. Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, I'm going to call you. <laughs> um, Jen was one of the first GI pushers um, to Tosca, Ellie said. And Betty said Betty. to me, Paul on my TV meant the movie was real. Yep. <laughs> Never disappoint, Betty. Never you, you, do. You Never slid do. that in in the first 12 minutes. I love it. And uh, yeah, Hollywood Dirt was 2017, Brenda mm-hmm. noted. So, and Floor said, yes, thank you. It's been raining like crazy. Right before you joined Floor, we were saying a little, you know, sending prayers and hopes that our uh, our fans and friends down in South Florida are going to be safe. Um, and I'm hopeful that you weather the storm. Uh, you know, all the folks, MJ and... There's a bunch of folks down in South yeah. Florida. Um, I have I have friends, personal friends down there, um, you know, for my other part of my life as well. So I'm hoping they weather it okay. <laughs> I know Ellie's saying, send rain here. Going to have a dry summer, I fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the West so Coast, too. California is really hurt, hurting. Um, I wonder what they, I understand they found a whole lot of stuff in the, uh, in like mm-hmm. mead that has been disappeared for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. Cars and bodies and whatever. Oof. Well, and Shell, Shell is playing Switzerland as well. I respectfully decline to make comments on the Musk family. Exactly. Right. And I, I think, you know, everybody has their, um, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has their right to, to make comments and also their right to choose to with, you know, to hold Mm -hmm. them. And, Sometimes, uh, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Right. You know, um, the only, and speaking of not saying anything nice, there, there was only one thing I really disliked about that column in the New York yep. Times, the article was not just the dismissiveness of the romance genre in general, but he also made a crack about Gabriel's Rapture, which I thought was rather uncalled for because the author probably has never read any of the Gabriel series. Yeah, probably only saw a sh- short snippet of uh, the movie. Exactly, and I'm, I'm assuming that the snippet that he saw 
possibly could have been from part three because, you know, we're, uh, you know, they were still together at, well, just breaking up at the end of part two. So I'm assuming right, that he right. saw part of part three. So I, I was a little annoyed with that. I, and I, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm, um, we did. Yes, the majestic cheesy line, Betty said, I hated that line. You are not alone. Um, dismisses women's likes. Exactly. Lori says she needs to read the article. Overall and balanced, Lori, I thought it was well done. Shell said it was backhanded compliments. Um, mm-hmm. That particular paragraph, though, of all of the films in the Passion Flicks <laughs> catalog, <laughs> what mm-hmm. is the most, <laughs> the least, <laughs> the least cheesy <laughs> Film. I mean, I, I just, I was like, I shook my head. I thought this writer has it so wrong. Um, and stories are simple. No, mm-hmm. I mean, this is someone. But again, this is coming from, you know, this is in the media section. They're really talking about streaming services. So this is not a person who analyzes content. Um, in my opinion, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does. So I. I I think I am going to send an email just to, you know, caution him when he writes to, um, and frankly, I, I, I have an issue with the editors for this because they should have struck that line. This was not an opinion piece. This was a journalistic mm-hmm. piece right. and including, um, you know, the stories are simple and the acting is sometimes unrefined. Passion flicks dialogue is usually taken directly from the source material, which can be majestically cheesy. Mm-hmm. That that phrase should have been stricken from the article. Absolutely. This would not fly in journalism school, folks. I am telling you that as a communications professional. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it goes along the line of having that continued dismissiveness of romance. Um, and, you know, the fact is, you know, that... There are so many um, of of all of the genres in literature and in publishing. This one, far and away, is the, the largest. So, mm-hmm. and it's um, the one that go, the one that goes back the farthest because I, you know, you can yeah. read uh, you can read books that were written in the 1700s, 1600s. <laughs> you know, Divine yeah. Comedies one. But you don't have them going from generation to generation to generation as much as you do artists like, you know, like whether it's Jane Austen or the mm-hmm. Bronte sisters or Jacqueline Suzanne. I loved what, right. what she wrote and Danielle Steele and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I For someone who's not a romance fan definitely could be cheesy i can my daughter makes cracks about watching hallmark movies and how cheesy things are all the time not a problem not the target audience for the streaming service so and and it's very it's very much a subjective statement again Mm -hmm. does not belong that kind of subjective content does not belong in a news story period end of statement now i am i'm reading um Betty, it's funny you said that because that was the first thing that came to mind. She said, like a Marvel is a masterpiece, please. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the first thing that came to mind. I said, every genre is different. 
Um, Brenda says, press is press, good or bad. It's press and exposure. No judgment, but it was written by a man. Um, no judgment is right. I mean, they, they said 18% of the romance readers, according to the Romance uh, Writers of America, are, are men. Are men. So that's another myth that it's no, that no men read this stuff. Men do read this stuff. I actually mm -hmm. met a guy who read this. Um, believe it or not, this was someone who was working on, this is an odd little sidebar, but I'm going there just to prove the point. This is an odd little sidebar. This guy had um, served some time in prison. He was uh, someone who was working on a moving truck that I was, um, that we had hired. And I was talking about, I was talking about my books and talking about the you know, of course, Passion Flicks, Gabriel's Inferno, all that stuff. He said, oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. He said, I love, he said, I love romance. He said, you wouldn't believe it, but that was something that I started reading when I was in prison. <laughs> because it had all the things, all the happy things and mm -hmm. happy, happy endings and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I just thought that was a little interesting sidebar. And Betty said, our stories are not simple. You can tell this was written by a man. Mm -hmm. And Lori said they're not simple at all. They have depth. Betty said that part was annoying. It goes back to men dismissing women's opinions. We have the right to like romance novels. And Lori exactly. said, right, Betty. Absolutely. So, um, and, and also just the fact, um, I think I am going to send him um, some expert excerpts or point him to some excerpts. I think in, when he realizes <laughs> the depth of storytelling, <laughs> that Sylvain Reynard provides um, and the fact that you know Dante's not cheesy nope. <laughs> I think this guy's gonna be like crap I missed this um, again though overall the balance of the article was good was, was positive for, raising for the high flicks. raising the profile for passion flicks great now I think they're gonna have a lot more um, opportunity to promote themselves in other venues because they kind of got the blessing mm -hmm. of the New York Times mm -hmm. um, to make it like a legitimate news story. So mm -hmm. kudos. I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> Shell said, you need to give him some homework and tell him to read the book before he declares it cheesy. Yeah, that, that was that. Absolutely. That was my that was my the, argument. Criticizing the source material without writing the source material not good journalism and PS again, making a subjective comment in a news article, mm -hmm. write a column and you can, you can say how cheesy it is all you want, but don't put it in your writing. Exactly. It's, it's just not, not traditional journalism. And I expect more from the New York times. I do too, and they mm -hmm. usually then they're usually pretty good about it. So yeah, yeah, and they they source things. They got a lot of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I met him in the elevator with Allie. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize he was there, Brenda. I wish I would have known that. Because yeah, but... I think there were some people because I saw some comments online saying that that they thought that he was there strictly for Matt. Right, right. No, I had I, I had heard that they were doing an article on both of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, kudos to Passion Flicks. Hopefully this will help um, increase 
raise their profile, bring in more donors, bring in more subscribers, um, help help raise the extra five or ten million that Tosca is hoping to uh, glean from raise. investors. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I think that's really good. So Pam, you know who one of the you know who one of the original investors was Norman Lear. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there that's got no slouch. legit chops behind them. Well, here's the thing. It is a great business proposition mm -hmm. when you look at the market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story, I, and I thought the journalist did a great job with going into streaming services and examining, you know, the big, the big eight, I guess is what they called it. And the fact that there's such a huge percentage that the major streaming services do, and then there's a small little percentage of all the other niche ones. Mm -hmm. But this makes sense to be a niche. Uh, niche service providers can survive, and uh, Tosca is showing that they're doing it. Yep. Um, Floor says, I tell everyone to read the books first, no matter what. Seeing the movie or not first, you can't be opinionated without the source. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I, think I, I think I said either said this to you or to Kenzie uh, during the week. When I went to see the, when I was at the Fifty Shades of Grey premiere in New York City, Carson Daly was, the, as the movie finished, Carson Daly was, came back in and they were waiting to go on to where they were getting set up and he was standing mm -hmm. right in front of me, right beside me. And I said to him, so what did you think of the movie? Did you mm -hmm. watch it? And he said he didn't watch the premiere when it was happening with us, but he had gotten a screener and did watch it. And he said, it's not my genre, you know, yeah. which I understood. Mm -hmm. And, but he said it wasn't a bad movie either, so. Well, and you know what, kudos for Carson Daly, because that's exactly for being self-aware. Like, mm -hmm. that's right, this isn't my thing. You know, it's like someone watching an action film or, or a Marvel, you know, someone who doesn't like action or doesn't like fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's like it. me. I say, don't watch yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> right. It's not my movie. Sorry, gang. <laughs> so, you know, all in all, I think, you know, I love the fact Tosca clarified the guilty pleasure misconception. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that she, you know, talks about... Um, and, and they were very clear uh, about this is not um, inappropriate. The sex scenes are on simmer, um, but, you know, no frontal nudity. They're very, mm -hmm. you know, very sensual without being exploitive. Yeah, because when people first think passion flicks, they think a little bit on the Pornhub side, I think, but it's not. Right, right. And and as as she says, most of the time people look down at romance, there is apparently something radical in having female desire as a main theme. And they don't think that romance is intellectual enough, Ms. Musk said. I think that is wrong. Romance is about validating emotions. It's about removing shame from sexuality. It's about uplifting stories. Mm -hmm. Nothing we do is about being a victim of women in jeopardy or the domestication of women, she continued. Whether second chance romance or Cinderella's story, at the end of the day, it's two people who connect, communicate, and compromise. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, like I said, that's that's the, the the core. That's the key stuff. And mm -hmm. Shell, I was waiting for someone to put that in. 
Shell said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Discuss. LOL. I knew someone was going to say that. We're not discussing now. I think now is a good time for SR news. Yes, um, it is. In addition to this. So we have um, Eskimo uh, Russia has moved the publication date of Gabriel's Promise to July. Uh, Dreamworld of Denmark has already released Gabriel's Promise in Danish. Hungarian readers are under the able leadership of Monica Kuhn, who uh, moderates the Facebook group, are going to be reaching out to Hungarian publishers to ask for Hungarian publications of the book. And we've had some behind, he's had some behind the scenes and stills from Gabriel's Rapture Part 3 released this week. And he says, I've, he's seen the film and it's very well done and readers will love it. So excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... there, there were lots of spoilers and lots of sh- photos being uh, spilled and shared. That, you know, if you don't see many coming through the All Things SR Twitter feed or, or anything or from my own, it's because I don't want to look at them because I'm afraid that they'll put so much out there that it'll spoil the actual movie so that that's just me i sorry i just i i want to see the movie i don't want to see the movie in pieces if you know what i mean (laughs) sometimes they can have too many previews well i think you know there's uh fans feel differently on that some fans can't Mm -hmm. get enough and other fans want to wait for the release so i think everybody has the right to their own opinion and Mm -hmm. how they feel and Anybody who is a fan is going to be following all of the accounts and they'll get to see them if they want to. That's, That's right. for sure. That is for darn sure. So <laughs> and Betty as... said, sadly, they're not spoiling much for Team Paul. No, but he did have a little spoiler. I think he posted it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also, SR is writing and working on his current book, which he hopes to have finished this year. Thanks everyone again for their support and thanks for reading. Oh my gosh, a new book. Mm -hmm. The thought of it is so enticing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be talking about it this time next year, I bet. I hope so. That'll be great. That will be great. But again, like anything else, all things take time. And if he is um, happy with it, Mm-hmm. Go with your own pace, SR. Um, Ellie wrote, and I wanted to share, irks me when they try to label romance as mommy porn. SR has always been uncharacteristic of that label. But also, so what? If I want to read a love story or see it brought to film, that might include some sex. It doesn't mean that there isn't a well-rounded, multi-layered story out there. 100% mm-hmm. Ellie. There is. We found it. SR was comfortable with what a smaller film a new company could do to stick with the story and allow him to stay anonymous. He mm-hmm. respected Tosca's dedication to tell his story and support from fans. The end. No, it's not the highest budget A film. So what? It honors his story. It honors his audience and Tosca's vision for it. Bravo. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes, Ellie. yes, yes. And yes. Um, Allie, I, and yes, for anything SR writes. So excited for anything SR writes. Absolutely. Yes. 
everybody's agreeing, clapping, hearting, loving what you said. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. And that's the one thing, you know, to have your film be the one that's referenced in the Passion Flicks article and then to have it with that connotation around it is disappointing. You know, I'm, I'm offended on behalf of SR mm -hmm. <laughs> and on behalf of us you know, mm -hmm. and on behalf of myself and my own opinion. I'm just, I, it just was, it was very uh, disappointing, annoying, frustrating because anyone who's read the book just knows that's so not right. Right. So anyway. Anyway. Um, speaking of SR and his beautiful writing and mm -hmm. his multi-layered characters and um, very thoughtful plot points, we're back in Miami, as we said. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, we're in South Beach on a day that doesn't have a tropical storm ravaging the coast. Mm -hmm. And we're on chapter 58. And Julia's awakening with pain in her lower abdomen. And it wasn't passing. She quietly made her way to the bathroom, closing the door and turning on the light. While she was not a doctor, she was aware of her body. She was not suffering from indigestion or an upset stomach. She has discovered that her instincts were correct. She was having her period. On their second anniversary, no less. Timing's everything, right, guys? Yeah, timing is everything. <sighs> While her cycle... And isn't it interesting? It's their second anniversary, and it's the second anniversary of uh, Gabriel's Inferno Part 1. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about that? It's like we timed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like the, this like is January. Like, yeah. This is January, and and that's May. So we're well. I'm 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 reading, suspending yes. all this. I'm willingly suspending all disbelief at this point, Pam. You okay. know that. Mm -hmm. um, so she was not suffering from indigestion or an upset stomach. Um, this having her period was just not what she wanted for her anniversary. While her cycle had taken its time to return, even when she was taking birth control, uh, just, you know, she's still getting her her pre-baby body back, right? Yes. So while her brain And, was and I fuzzy, have to say, I greatly empathize with her today. Uh, yes, I do too. Mm -hmm. So while her brain was fuzzy after all the exercise she and Gabriel partook in the night before, um, you know, so, you know, at least she, she was able to have some celebratory activities. Mm -hmm. um, after counting on her fingers and figuring out the timing, she was right on time um, as it was to be expected. Mm -hmm. But she was concerned with the amount of pain she was having as well as the amount of bleeding so she decided when she returned to Cambridge that they would contact, that she should contact Dr. Rubio um, because the blood and the pain were signs of, of the fibroids. And while they had shrunk during her pregnancy, you know, she was concerned that they might be growing now. She switched on the shower, angling the shower head to her lower back for some relief because the heat always makes her feel better. Now she was a little blood shy. She did not look down. When she was finished and took care of her needs, she wrapped herself in a fluffy robe and called down to the front desk to see if she could get a hot water bottle delivered. While they don't normally have them, the concierge was able to secure one for her because all amazing hotels 
will yeah. do what they can. I remember I've seen people leave and leave property to go purchase something for a guest. I've seen that happen several times. They really want to make um, make your stay as perfect. The as stay possible. as perfect as possible. And of course, uh, where the Emerson stay are going to be high quality, high service properties. Probably so, Anacostia was the concierge. <laughs> yes. So all mm -hmm. of her plans that she had envisioned for a romantic night, the special lingerie she bought, all the special things she was hoping to do went out the window. She just couldn't believe this happened on her second wedding anniversary. Quote, sometimes it sucks to be a woman, unquote. I loved that, by the way. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember my mother telling me when I was younger, like, you know, when you get older, when you want to get married, I, I was probably a teenager at this point. Mm-hmm. Always plan your wedding around your period. <laughs> That's actually good advice. That's good, she, solid advice. Yep. Because she, I think she told me she got her period on the day of her wedding. <laughs> oh. My poor mother. She couldn't catch a break. Oh, that, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I, uh -huh. Definitely. Well, look, you know, it's part of being. Yeah. It's part, part of, of being a part woman. Part of being a woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so later, as Julie and Gabriel are strolling uh, the Lincoln Road promenade with Claire and her stroller, Julia just bemoans this fact. She said this is just not how she planned to spend her anniversary. And they were out. It was a beautiful day in Miami. She wore a breezy blouse and black shorts. Gabriel was also in shorts. Claire in a cute sunsuit and hat to protect her face and eyes. She was totally fascinated in the people around her as well as the many leashed dogs. <laughs> you know, I could totally see them with a dog. Yeah, I know there should be a dog. <laughs> a, a lab, definitely. A lab, of course. I know our, our black lab lady is having her plant sale this week. So for the church, so I know she's going to be listening to us, but not live on there, but um, I could totally see that with the mm -hmm. uh, little Claire having a little companion. And labs Gabriel, are so great with kids. They really I know. Are. I, I know. There's so many good dog options good for dogs. little, for, for families though. I, I just think that would be so cute to see. Um, Gabriel said that he set them up for another week at the hotel and he wished her the happiest of anniversaries. She leaned into him. She liked that surprise. Um, you know, Gabriel's always surprising her, which I love. And I think having them stay for another week was probably something that she didn't anticipate and was very happy about. And Gabriel mentioned that he had plans for her when she is feeling better. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had no doubt about that. All right. We know, we know how Gabriel is. Oh, yeah. He plans well. <laughs> He's a planner. Um, Gabriel is quite tender with her. And it was the concern that Julia appreciated um, with her most pedestrian of female experiences. <laughs> yes. 
um, mm -hmm. his his care and his his appreciation of of her um, and his tenderness towards her is so it's just so beautiful and it's it it shows and demonstrates the growth of the characters it shows and demonstrates mm -hmm. how they've come together and and um, how in sync they are with one another as well exactly exactly you know back in gabriel's inferno he wouldn't have even cared you know he never mm -hmm. even thought there was that no. one passage where he's like he didn't even thought he never even thought he never had a woman long enough uh in his life to even go through a, ser a period with her well i, I know that my husband was always very good about that he was mm -hmm. um <laughs> except when i was pregnant <laughs> i'm nine months pregnant we're walking down the health and beauty aisle of a grocery store and he goes do you need these yet <laughs> but, he was making but he, jokes pam he was he was but he also he also kind of knew because my premenstrual symptoms were a very rather short nasty personality <laughs> show up I don't and, believe that for a minute oh believe it <laughs> trust me believe it and he also when he ever, whenever he saw good and plenty candy in the house he knew to stay away from me <laughs> was that was the sign that was a sign well, and Ellie said excited she's still, wake, she's still waking up she said vacation periods do suck particularly postpartum Mm -hmm. Poor Julia. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she, because of her condition currently, she'd taken some pain relievers. And she said that walking in the warm sunshine helped. And, of course, everything's better when you're on vacation in South Beach. Mm -hmm. even, um, even if it is a period, a vacation period. <laughs> yes. If, if you have to suffer, why not suffer in the beautiful sunshine? So we asked SR, you have the Emerson Stroll on the Lincoln Road, or Lincoln Drive, isn't it Lincoln Drive? I think I wrote Lincoln Park, and that was wrong, in the Lincoln Drive promenade. Have you strolled there as well? And he said, yes, I really enjoy Miami, and that's a nice place to walk around. There are interesting cafes and restaurants, and you don't have to worry about traffic. Which Completely agree. I'm going to put that in there. But I am looking I, to see. I do think that there there are some parts of Miami that it, you try to cross to go to the beach and it's crazy. So uh, it is Lincoln was, Road. I stand corrected. It's Lincoln Road. Okay. Um, so Claire dropped her little bunny by accident on the side of her stroller, and uh, yeah, even though it was not the bunny from her father, it was. Uh, he had learned to fashion a tether to this bunny and tied, velcroed it around its waist so that if it fell, which they always do, he, they could pick it up. Um, and, I, you know, noticing that it was from Paul, I, I love the way, you know, got to have that little dig at Paul in there. But um, he, he said uh, he thought Paul's it was a bunny, genius. As Betty just said. Mm -hmm. Paul's bunny, that's right. So, you know, he thought of leaving it behind a few times, too, which 
mm-hmm. would not be very good. I, you know, because kids when they're with their toys, if it's a favorite toy, I don't care <laughs> if they're four months old or they're fourteen years old, it's a problem. That's true. And Betty's saying Claire has good taste. Uncle Paul <laughs> would be so proud. She said, and I did drop the Lincoln Road. Um, I did drop a link to Lincoln Road, um, okay. the website there, so you can check it out. So, yeah, I mean, I can remember my son, he was about two years old. He had uh, an upset stomach in the middle of the night and he had to change the sheets, his pajamas, the whole nine yards. And then in in the midst of all this was his little, was his bear bear. And I put it on, I put it off to the side uh, so I could take it because we didn't have a washer and dryer in the building. So I I was just going to take it to the laundromat and wash it, wash it the next day. Meanwhile, my husband gets up, he goes to work, he grabs the bag, and he puts it in the trash, unbeknownst to me. So now I had to make up this excuse, and thank God the cartoon show Muppet Babies had come on TV when when he Aww. was that age. Because mm-hmm. I, I told him that Bear Bear, <laughs> Bear Bear went to Hollywood to be on TV. Oh my gosh, Pam, I love it. And But we did have another, he did have another bear that my father had given him, so it was... It wasn't a total loss for him, but he, but yeah, Bear Bear went to Hollywood. So anyway, so they're walking along, and Julia's sipping an iced coffee, of which I'm not a fan of, to be honest, and told Gabriel she had received another email from Graham. She had told him that she could not commit to Edinburgh until her supervisor signed off on the courses. So Graham mentioned that, you know, he could speak to Cecilia, Gabriel thought that was a good idea, then and maybe he could talk some sense into Cecilia. Yes, Gabriel's thinking. And uh, but Julia told him she just you know let, let it be. I want to speak to Cecilia myself when I have the course list. Yeah, and I think yeah. she wanted to wait to see, yeah, exactly what is mm-hmm. there so she can state her case. But to having Graham advocate for her was not a bad idea at all. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and so, um, and uh, Shell said, sketchy toy is sketchy. And Betty said, sadly, no email from Paul. Oh, womp, I'm so womp. sorry. <laughs> so, so, you know, she says she's going to speak to Cecilia because she wants to state her own, her own thing. And, but that she did tell him that she was very interested in the assistant teaching position. Uh, Gabriel thought that that could be a really great experience for her and uh, thought maybe he could arrange something in an undergrad class at Boston University. And, uh, you know, it's like the steam coming out of his ears, the wheels turn, turning in his head. And uh, so she, Julie had stopped by by this and, and asked, well, would you suggest this to your chair? And he's like, he told her absolutely he would. Because they do hire adjuncts all the time, adjuncts all the time, and he couldn't guarantee it, but he could ask. And Julie would like that, and they continued walking. So we'll ask after Scott. He says. So Gabriel has lowered his voice and told her that he had spoken to both Nicholas Cosserer and Uncle Jack. Yes, from now, one from one challenge to the next, to right? the other. Yeah, <laughs> and he did not go to the Melrose, so I sorry. I, <laughs> On that one. Darn it. Yeah. Everybody who knows goes to the Millers. I, I, neither of them had been able to uncover the intruder 
And while Julia asked what he meant, he told her that the intruder, you know, just like a ghost, because he just like vanished. And Jack had been working on this side of the Atlantic to check things out, to see what he could find out. And Nicholas was working in Europe to see what he could find out. Uh, but to no avail. So as, uh, as he's discussing this, he has to stop again to pick up the bunny. Good for Claire. <laughs> and place it, and, and he placed her on Claire's tray. Claire has him wrapped. She, she does. Has him wrapped. Big I time. love it. Big time. It. Gabriel is a girl dad. Absolutely. So, so that's you know, so as she as the bunny goes on her tray, she grabs the bunny and she's hugging onto it. Uncle Paul would be so proud, Betty. <laughs> and um, so she also said he also told her that he had heard from uh, Rebecca saying he saying that she wanted to go back to the house. But she had asked her to wait for them to get back. Uh, Julia wanted to know what she said. And Rebecca said she had missed, missed them. But since we're, we aren't there, she was content, content to stay with her son. Even though he was not there a lot. But she was spoiling him, them with his, his, her cooking. So no doubt. As Gabriel took a, a sip of his own hot coffee. Way to go, Gabriel. Which was resting in the pretend, the pretentious cup holder of the. I I laughed at that. I was like, oh, he got the little snarky. He got snarky in there. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And uh, yeah, I can imagine what what stroller. I, I forget what the big one is these days, McLaren or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the kind that you can jog with, and you've got the kind that goes from car seat to to baby carriage to toddler carriage whatever but anyway. mm-hmm. so um you know we asked if Gabriel would and Julie would consider having Rebecca join them in Miami and his response was perhaps <laughs> perhaps I boy perhaps. if that was if I was Rebecca I'd be like see you kids I'm heading to South Beach <laughs> or mm-hmm. why don't you come with me so but mm-hmm. Gabriel also asked, um, you know, as they were kind of going through their list of of things they're dealing with in their lives right now, Gabriel asked Julia mm-hmm. um, how her reading for Professor Wodehouse was going. Rachel had sent the books to her, and uh, Julia said that it was coming along, and if she worked on it every day, she would be making progress. It was if she skipped a day that she had an issue. If she missed a day, she would forget where she was, and then she'd have to reread the passages. So um, she also asked him how his work was coming along, and he said it was coming along. Um, And he was talking, he kind of had some thoughts he wanted to share with her, and his face lit up, as it always did when he spoke about Dante. He then asked her what she thought of the Rither Lave. And she asked, we, we actually did some research on the river. Pam, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you wanted to share that now or if you wanted sure. to wait till we're done. We, we, can, we can do it now. Yeah, I, it, we it's, it's, into it's real quick. Yeah, yeah. He, the River Lake was not just uh, hit by Dante. It was, it was in Greek lyrical poetry. Virgil wrote about it in the Georgics. Um, it was also referenced in the Aeneid. 
uh, when the title protagonist travels to leave to meet the ghost of his father, book four of the program, or book six, I'm sorry. Um, the souls that thong the flood are those to whom by fate are others bound ought. In Lace Lake, they long oblivion taste a future life sort, secure, forgetful of the past. And it, but Ovid also and I'm gonna added, put that. I'm putting that in the okay. Chat. Um, Ovid also had it in it in it. Uh, Purgatorio, obviously. Uh, through Dante, uh, it's located in the earthly mount paradise, the top the mountain of purgatory. Um, and it's also mentioned in Inferno, the first part of the comedy, as flowing down the hell to hell from purgatory to be frozen in the ice around Satan. Uh, the lost, the last lost vestiges of sin of the saved. Uh, Shakespeare wrote about it, uh, the river of forgetfulness in a speech of the ghost in Act 1, Scene 5 of Hamlet. And duller should thou be than the fat weed, the roots itself, in ease on life's wharf. Uh, John Milton wrote it in Paradise Lost in the 1600s. The associates and co-partners of our loss lie thus astonished in the obvious pool of uh, John Keats wrote about it, Ode to a Nightingale, one of the poems that was drilled into us in high school. My heart, <laughs> my heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains my sense, as though of hemlock I had drunk, where emptied some dull opiate to the brain. One minute past, the lathe words had sunk. Uh, French po uh, poet Charles Baudelaire wrote about it, as did Allen Ginsberg. It was uh, refers to the river in the final line of his poem, a supermarket in California. And throughout Stephen Baxter's Zeely sequence, Slate is used to, as an exclamation for the early 21st century onwards. Thomas Mann, uh, in his short story, The Man and His Dog, uh, he, he points it out as the owner of the sediment, the sediment. It's good to walk like this in the early morning, the senses rejuvenated and spirits cleansed by the night's long healing drought of leaf. And it's also been written about in Oriental uh, uh, writings, and it's considered a memory erasing tool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And I put I put some of the references in here. Um, so I, I love the fact that this has been picked up in all in many different corners of uh, of the world as a reference, and mm -hmm. of course SR w wove it in uh, into this it particular um, into this See, particular it's the, reference. It's the, it's the intelligence of his writing that that writing missed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Julia, when, you know, Gabriel raised the issue about the river mm -hmm. and Julia asked if, about if it was the river of forgetfulness and purgatory, Dante has it located in the earthly paradise at the top of the mountain of purgatory. And Gabriel agreed that saying, he agreed saying there's a debate in literature as to how much forgetfulness it gives to human beings. And I think that's why the, um, the reference uh, made uh, 
uh, as the memory erasing tool in Sigaro Miyake's science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. Um, as Pam referenced that, I, you know, that has this this connotation of of being able to forget, mm-hmm. being able to instill that kind of um, forgetfulness. Yeah, it's kind of like forgetting the, sh- the shameful or the, the sorrier parts of your life that you don't really want to remember, too. Exactly. So, so Gabriel, um, you know, saying the debate about how much, you know, forgetfulness it gives to human beings. Some commentators believe it is a river to oblivion. And Julia felt that was not right. She said the souls in the paradise do have memory. So that whatever the role of the river, it can't be complete forgetfulness. Gabriel excitedly agreed. And he said, this is one of the things that Rachel has been struggling with. She has picked up the notion that the blessed in heaven are entirely removed from those of us still on earth. And, you know, I think here I really thought it was interesting that he pulled in his academic uh, musings to his real life. Uh, musings about Rachel and how Rachel's mm-hmm. handling the death of Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that was interesting. And he said paradise must be better than that, in his opinion. However, mm-hmm. there's a strange passage in the Divine Comedy where Dante cannot remember what Beatrice is talking about. And she says it's because he drank from the river of the rave. Um, this is the conundrum. This is the part that he was trying to work out for his lectures. And Beatrice says the waters will affect his sad memories. And the three virtues say he is faithful to her after he's drunk from the river. Um, so Gabriel thought that was strange. He said that he needs to drink of forgetfulness in order to be faithful. Uh, so he wiped the, his mouth with the back of his hand. He was not sure what was happening. So, you know, Gabriel's really pondering this whole passage about Dante and how he's acting and in any case well, it is a it is a conundrum if you think about it, it you yeah. know because you, you don't want to remember bad things and your your body you, like when you're in a lot of pain your body tends to you you rarely you don't feel the pain again later right usually if it's physical right pain, anyway right because you, you kind of only focus you 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 tend to drop off the things that yeah were harmful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in any case, Dante has not lost all his memory. He asked for his Beatrice in the next canto, and in the canto after that, she exhorts him to leave fear and shame behind. So you know, we had asked SR. Why did you decide to weave in the Lathe River discussion? And P.S. I'm not sure if that's how you could pronounce it properly. So just a disclaimer. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, Why did you decide to weave in the river discussion in this chapter? And he said, both Gabriel and Julianne inhabit Dante's world simultaneously with the real world. So it's natural for them to discuss what they're working on and what puzzles them. I think Gabriel is looking forward to co-authoring articles and books with Julianne after she completes her PhD, dot, dot, dot. I'm putting Mm -hmm. this in here. I love that because Mm -hmm. I'm already having visions of what's next after promise. (laughs) Little Claire growing into little girl Claire. 
Uh, to rebellious teenager Claire. Yeah, I don't know if he, if he would if he would do another book. I don't know if he would take it that far. If he would just have her as the little girl, um, mm. period, uh, for next, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the idea of Julia. I would love to see her get her doctorate and then mm-hmm. get her first teaching. You know, her professorship, you know, being mm-hmm. able to land um, and then have them co-write things. That would just be phenomenal. Yeah. I love that idea. Just reading that made me very happy. Cause I yeah, because be they, they, they're they so thing. much in sync with each other, too. And so that would make perfect sense. So if, if that's or if you're listening somewhere out there in the ether, I know. put it into your next Gabriel we, book file. We love that idea. And I can tell you the other thing that's exciting is this gives us more opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they have these discussions and they, they SR weaves these uh, academic discussions into the book, it just is a whole new opportunity to learn more. Now Absolutely. I know if I ever hear a reference about the River Leaves, I'll know, it's, You'll know what it is. I'll know what it's referring to. So I could win. This, I could win the Jeopardy question. You could. You could. <laughs> what is the River Lake? So, uh, so Julia asked if they could sit down a minute. And Gable's thinking that maybe she's not feeling all that well. You know, maybe she's got cramps in her if they're in her back or whatever. And, and she's mm-hmm. no, she was okay. So she said uh, she thought of something important. And Betty, that's always a possibility. She could write something with Paul. At some point in time, you never know. Um, they, you know, she's they maneuvered over to where there was a church, a low wall with a lot of trees, so they could be in the shaded area and they could park Claire in the shade and still keep an eye on her while they they talk. And you know, so he casually places her hand, his hand on her knee, which is a very normal thing to do when you're a couple. And uh, they began talking about. Uh, about what it was, and Julia said she's thinking about fear and shame. And when she looks back on her own life, there are a lot of things she was ashamed about, and she's still afraid of things. And Gabriel tried to assuage her feelings by telling her she need not be afraid of anything anymore, because strong man Gabriel is there too. Um, and sensitive Gabriel, if we go on. Yes. Uh, uh, he says, you remember the lesson you learned and you don't focus on the pain. And he thought that was Dante's point about the River Lake. Uh, we need to forget pain and put aside fear, shame and guilt, but remember the lesson. He thought that was in line with what he was trying to communicate. But his exchanges with Beatrice, between Dante and Beatrice, were, were puzzling. He drinks from the River Lake and he says he can't remember being a stranger to her. But we know that he reacts to her scolding and shame in a previous passage. And the lake takes away that, the shame away. But the memory of, of inconsistency seems to be gone. And that's the problem he's having trying to work out for his lectures. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that Julia's account is healthier. But in Canto 33, he says he doesn't remember the estrangement, nor does he um, consciously button nor does this conscious bother him. And Julie said, you know, that can be, a, that was a problem. Yeah, it's true. And and in the mm-hmm. chat, 
um, in the chat, Floor said, I love that we get educated by reading SR's books. I read do. so many more books lately. Absolutely, Floor. Mm -hmm. And Ellie said, I would love more GI stories or at least to ponder their future. Professional mm -hmm. life together and perhaps Claire growing into a young college student. It would be a great arc. Yes, mm -hmm. complete 100%. And Absolutely. she says, SR is an educator at heart. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, as Ellie said, in an ode of hope, love, and devotion, at, or hope, love, and redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, and Lori agreed with both Floor and Ellie. And Betty says, this is why the boss's novels are never simple stories. Absolutely. No, they're not. They <laughs> I are mean, not. <laughs> there's a lot of complexity and a lot of layers um, and a lot of nuance, you know, mm -hmm. we're having mm -hmm. an academic discussion in chapter 58 here. And I love mm -hmm. that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it continues on since they were on the subject as Gabriel plays with the Ruby and diamond Trinity ring he'd given mm -hmm. her after mm -hmm. Claire's birth. He said, Beatrice used the illusion of smoke and, uh, fire as argument to Dante's forgetfulness. Um, and Julia tells him smoke is not proof of fire. And he said, exactly, my smart girl. There's a puzzle there. Someone reading quickly would skim over what Beatrice said, finding nothing wrong with them. But when you stop to think smoke is not proof of fire, it's evidence of fire. Smoke can be caused by other things. So it's not solely if smoke, there's fire. There could be other reasons to have smoke. Um, and he said, rarely, um, but that's true. And Gabriel thinks that Dante wants us to dig a little deeper to excavate, um, to explore the forgetfulness and the league. <clears throat> and that's what he's working on as part of the lectures. He's kind of digging in to that component. And as Lori says, depth. Absolutely, Lori. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And Ellie said... Oh, peddler of <laughs> love, hope, love, and redemption. Okay, that's what you're saying. Peddler of hope, love, and redemption was the, the prior comment. He is, yes. She said, sorry, still in bed with one thumb texting. Ellie, <laughs> the fact you were up at this hour listening to us and participating and bringing uh, wonderful insight into the conversation just brings me a lot of joy. So I thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, to quote Anna, Betty says, enlighten me then mm -hmm. <laughs> i love that i love it so and gabriel goes on to do just that yeah um he said you know i'm working on this issue and julia hoped that he would figure it out um and she, had no clue. <laughs> she just had because she had no clue you know that something that they just started talking about so i i have a feeling she's going to be thinking on that though and gabriel was playing with her manicured finger saying, you are my muse. You help me see things I can't see and propel me into being a better man as well as a scholar. And it was funny to hear since she felt like she was still a student, but Gabriel told her it was wise people, um, that wise people are always students. Mm -hmm. It's when you think you are beyond learning that you're really in trouble and that's the truth. Isn't that he the thinks, truth? 
And I think, I think Gabriel, that's a lot of self-awareness right there. That's a lot of growth because I do think early on in the Gabriel series, he really did feel like he had a lot more answers. Um, even academically, I feel like his, his pride may have been a little bit more overbearing than it is now. And then he knows that he, he knows that there's a lot he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's leaned in and kissed her. They wished each other a happy anniversary. Meanwhile, little Claire had thrown the bunny over the side once again, and she still had not figured out how to retrieve it. She pointed to the bunny and made an indignant noise. <laughs> Gabriel mocked, sigh. Princess Claire commands me, and he picked up the bunny and held it as he kissed Claire on the cheek. So um, he gave her the little bunny. Yes. And Gabriel said, how about lunch? And what would you like for our anniversary? And he was thinking Italian since they had been discussing that theme. But Julia wanted sushi. Dr. Rubio, after all, had restricted her from eating it during her pregnancy. And Gabriel made the comment that they need to go through all of their restrictions and indulge in all of them. <laughs> there was one in particular he craved for and he noted that would be next week of course <laughs> and Julia's stomach flipped in anticipation as she said yes please absolutely <laughs> end of chapter yes 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 please uh -huh. so she's always a good idea <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's going to become code um, for them or not, but uh, in indulging in all of the things Dr. Rubio told them not to do mm -hmm, during her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what a great chapter. He wove in a it lot. Uh, it, I, again, it's showing, their, it's showing their partnership. It's showing their love. It's showing their family unit. Mm -hmm. um, it's showing how they're working together to solve problems in academia as well as in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. It's just really good. And Oh, Ellie had a four night, four hour sleep night. Oh my gosh. You're amazing. Welcome to my world, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Only I do it at two and two hour increments. <laughs> and Lori noted, yes, Ellie, we're so glad you're here. We learned from you too. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. That's what I love about having the podcast and having the chat. Because mm -hmm. I think we learn from each other and we can also make each other laugh and um, we can support each other. And I think that's beautiful. That's exactly uh, right. Yes. Love them, Cheryl said. Best couple, or Flora said, and best couple, Cheryl said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things, and, and you know, this, the, this, you know, never stopping to learn has always been something that since I was a teenager, I just needed to, to learn something new all the time, whether it be something good or something that gets you into trouble. I was learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, yeah, and I heard I and I, I might have been 
might have been George Burns, to be honest with you, that I remember mm. when he was approaching his 100th birthday. He said, the best thing in life is to learn something new every day. I love because that. Because it keeps your mind going. So. I love that. Yes. And I think that's a great way to approach... I really think that's a great way to approach uh, many things in life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, speaking of uh, odd little tidbits of things to learn, uh, June 4th, which is today, Mm -hmm. National Donut Day. That was yesterday. Well, it's interesting because I have it, I have it listed as, oh no, it was, it was yesterday. the it was june 4th last year it was june 3rd this year um so just a little shout out to our donut eating uh favorite author um hoping he had some good good treats yesterday i i'm i'm sure he did timbits if you had a rewards card you you could get if you bought one you got one free from yesterday until sometime i think in the beginning of june mm-hmm Krispy Kreme, you could get a free one yesterday. Dunkin' Donuts, I think you could get a free one as well if you bought a drink. Ah, it's a great way to celebrate. Mm-hmm. 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 So we... And the only, the only donut I didn't get to go to was at Kohler's Bakery in Avalon, New Jersey, and get one of their cream donuts off to die for. Oh. Hopefully, maybe I, uh, I say not. Why not just have the weekend? It doesn't have to end on the day. Why not no. expand it to having National Donut Weekend? Absolutely, it's worth it. <laughs> and uh, Cheryl said, "Bless someone each day in some so. small way." Krispy Kreme, yum. Mm-hmm. And Flora said, "Love this podcast too. So happy to share our obsession with all of you." Yes, oh, thank you. Yes, Floor, thank you so much. I feel the same way. It's just so much fun. It is fun. It's just nice I, to come I, together I and celebrate. It, so. mm-hmm. it is. And we'll be back next, next week. week, same time. And same we'll, be, we'll be still in South Florida mm-hmm. uh, celebrating and reading, discussing Chapter 59. So I can't wait to see what's next. That's almost uh, a 56th channel. Um, <laughs> almost. Almost. But our time, and I know our time is starting to wind down in uh, yes. South Florida. Because I believe I believe chapter 60 is the last that they're in I Florida. We, we start heading back to Cambridge. So mm-hmm. Lots of good so things I'm, to do. Oh, and um, Ellie, Ellie just noted um, before we do our final sign-off, she said, love you all, too, even as a sleepy mom and a teacher who gets a little grumpy as many colleagues start their vacation from June 4th to August 14th. And I carry on at least 20 extra days through the summer. We do get Fridays off in the district at <laughs> once it's fucking hot, and they do Energy conservation closed Fridays. There you go. <laughs> well, there was there was a silver lining, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lori says, I appreciate you all and have a fabulous weekend. Betty says, great show, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Rosebud's wishing everybody a good week. Thank you, Rosebud. I'm so glad you could join us. 
and uh, yeah, I'm gonna Ash- leave as yes, I'm, I'm yes, yes. Ashley. Ashley's uh, can't wait to go to Florida in a couple weeks, so you can yeah. uh, share with us your exploration um, at that point. And you know, speaking of hot, I know uh, Brenda's Brenda's gearing up, embracing Brenda and Cheryl, both of you being in uh, hot, hot, hot weather areas, uh, Florida as well, uh, bracing for that summertime onslaught. So please stay cool and stay hydrated, as as Brenda would tell me. I think of, I hear your voice in my head all the time, Brenda. Just saying, um, <laughs> Flora's saying always a good time. Love here, hearts. See you all next week. Have a great weekend and stay safe. And Pam, what are you sending us off with? Scotland forever. Let Italy boast of her (laughs) gay, gilded waters, her vines and her bowers and her soft sunny skies. Her son's drinking love from the eyes of her daughter where freedom expires amid soft sighs. Scotland's blue mountains, wild where hoary cliffs are piled, towering in the grandeur of the dear me. Have a great week, everyone.